Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs podcast. From um, you, never mind. That's that's a very obscure office moment. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. It's Nelly. How when she becomes manager, she, manager, she's like, "What's up, bra?" Oh, you and just do a really bad impression. Very, I told you, accents are bad. I can't even do the accent. Yeah, sorry, it's bad. Oh, that's so funny. Do it. No. Make it sound amazing. No. So I named the episode. What did you name it? Did you see Spurgeon loved his wifey? Because he does. He calls her wifey. That wifey. was really cool. That, Spurgeon nice. loved his wifey, and I don't didn't I don't know anything about what what she's like. It doesn't say I didn't find anything where she calls. But I, the second part of the series is going to be Susanna Spurgeon loved her hubby. It's got to be wifey and hubby, and it's just the way to go. So it'll be good. Nice. Oh. Spurgeon loves his. Danica wifey. just sent a. We gotta get our new logo up and going. What do you think of the What do you think of new, the the new logo? Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah, not the Christ above all crown, but the oh the well, cr- no, not I don't the, like that one. Not the crown of thorns. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I'm being no, I'm being funny. I knew. Oh, what you, you were do. Saying oh, at you first. did. Okay, because I, I know, know you, you bought. I know you bought the sweatshirt of the yeah. other one. No, my um, so my plan, when, especially when all that new stuff is like Sarah. Let's get t-shirt. Let's get the long sleeve. Let's get the crew. Let's you get do the hoodie. usually sport all the stuff first in if the church. If I can, if I can, and then um, they cost money. They're and they're not. Well, I don't know. I guess they're reasonable. Are they not? They're, no. So they're definitely reasonable as far as like someone promoting a business and paying like. The, so our sweatshirts are like forty-five, fifty dollars. You know, forty-five dollars sweatshirts. Yeah. Market wise. Yeah. Um, probably cheaper mm-hmm. if we bought a thousand of them. Okay. And sold them. We could probably sell them for less, but in the market of what we're doing, that's I mean, that's a it's a decent price. Nice. I like our stuff. I do like There's our stuff. There's cheesy church stuff. I th- I think we don't go into that category of cheesy church stuff. Like, you know, churches like a church's website or a church's uh merch. Oh yeah. Or whatever. I was wa- right so I was li- I was reading a um I was reading a church about us today. I, could t- I don't know how I came across this church, but I started reading about this about us. And it was so vague and it didn't point to anything. Mm. And I'm like, oh, so these people, according to their website, yeah. really like just being there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good for you guys. That's that's great. That's nice. nice. And then it's just I love our intentionality. Intentionality is key. Good, man. Well, hey, before we jump into the content, I think we should take like a minute and just talk. Uh, really, really encourage our listeners. One, we are so excited that there are there's there's reviews on our on our new podcast. Yeah. Episode one is has been out, and we've had people listening, and we're just really grateful. So, if you're listening now and you've listened to episode one, thank you. Oh man, and, uh, we absolutely love your support. It's like, so we cool. are grateful. 
very grateful, very grateful. Uh, I didn't, I can, so we ask for the reviews. I forget that they're there. And Joel sends me a text with a couple of them. I'm like, people are saying this. People are saying stuff. dude. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Like we did, that, that's our thing. And uh, yeah, you guys are being very nice. So if you also want to make us feel better about ourselves, cause that's obviously what this is about. Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously we would, we would love a review cause it does help get everything else going. That will be at the end. That's just a plug right now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it has been awesome. Thanks awesome. for bringing that up. Absolutely. So we're going to dive in. Mm. And today in our historical segment of Spurgeon Maniacs, uh, we're talking about uh, Susanna Spurgeon and, and Charles Spurgeon. I was going to say Spurgeon and Spurgeon because it's funny. You say Spurgeon, you could be talking about either one of them. It's his last name and her last name. But we're gonna. That's say. how it works. It's it, yeah. I mean, they share the same not the same last name. But I, I'm I'm tempted to just say. Uh, so you're saying Spurgeon and Susanna is how I have it. Mm. But she's also a Spurgeon. <laughs> Spurgeon oh. and Susanna, like that. Do you get what I'm saying now? So that's what I have <laughs> as the series. Spurgeon and Susanna. Okay, that's you could be saying Susanna and Susanna. <laughs> Or, or one of their children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so. Charles to clarify, and Spurgeon. We're talking about. <laughs> we should. That's the title right there. Charles and Spurgeon. Ooh. Oh, totally that's did. clickbait so, right that's there. Great. That's awesome. Oh, we are going to be oh. so good at this. <laughs> I can see it now. The reviews are pouring in. All right. So, yes. it's a, We're going to do a two-part series. This is the first part of a two-part series. Next episode, we'll uh, we'll finish it up. So we're, this is the title of this is Spurgeon loved his wifey, and uh, I just I just think that's great because we do know that he called his wife that. But listen to this: um, we know marriage is a holy institution designed by God for His glory and for our good. And those who have been blessed with a spouse understand that this to some level. They understand that at some level that this is a glory from God. But those of us who have been blessed with a godly and Christ-glorifying spouse understand this all the more. Mm. There's a difference. Yeah. Just knowing that your spouse is a blessing from God, that's anybody can say that. But when you have a spouse, a husband or wife, who is godly and glorifies Christ, it's an absolute incredible thing. Marriage is also, though, a challenge, and perhaps even more so for those who choose a life committed to the preaching of the gospel. People like Charles Spurgeon and his wife Spurgeon. <laughs> and his wife, Susanna Spurgeon. <laughs> as much as you might have a hard time believing this, Spurgeon was not a superhuman. He was... Oh, can we do a... Wah, wah. We, need, we need sound effects, man. He was a flawed man. He was saved by grace, just like the rest of us who are in Christ. And so goes the same for Susanna. And though we are all far too familiar with the stories of struggling marriages and burnt out and disappointed spouses from the misprioritization between ministry and home life, we find a breath of fresh air today in this piece of Spurgeon's history. Yes, right here. Right here. On Spurgeon. Spurgeon Man Maniacs. Maniacs. <laughs> I was waiting for your lead because it's yours. Yep. We we're going to say okay. it together. Do you uh, do it again? One, two, three. Spurgeon Spur Maniacs. <laughs> I was committed to I, I was on purpose. Sorry. I can tell. So I'd like to let Spurgeon's words inspire you today. This is a letter that he wrote while his wife, Susanna, was recovering from a surgery. 
The Spurgeon family was also relocating at that time, uh, and uh, Charles penned this letter to his bride. So just listen to it. It's absolutely beautiful. Quote, I have been quite a long round today, if a round can be long. First to Finsbury to buy the wardrobe a beauty. I hope you will live long to hang your garments in it, every thread of them precious to me for your dear sake. Next to Hewlett's for a chandelier for the dining room. Found one quite to my taste and yours. Then to Negretti and Zambra's to buy a barometer for my very own fancy, (laughs) for I have promised to treat myself to one. On the road, I obtained the Pressburg biscuits, and within their box, I send this note, hoping it may reach you the more quickly. They are sweetened with my love and prayers. The bedroom will look well with the wardrobe in it, at least, so I hope. It is well made, and I believe, as nearly as I could tell, precisely all you wished for. I bought also a table for you in case you should have to keep your bed. It rises and falls by a screw and also winds sideways so as to go over the bed. And then it has a flap for a book or paper so that my dear one may read or write in comfort while lying down. I could not resist the pleasure of making this little gift to my poor suffering wifey, only hoping it might not often be in requisition but might be a help when there is a needs be for it. Remember, all I buy, I pay for. I have paid for everything as yet with the earnings of my pen, graciously sent me in time of need. It is my ambition to leave nothing for you to be anxious about. I shall find the money for the curtains, etc., and you will amuse yourself by giving orders for them after your own delightful taste." Wow. That's so cool. Don't you just, I mean, well, nice mic pop. Um, Anyway, uh, dude, isn't it, I don't know, like even just reading it as I read, when I read it earlier Mm. and now now reading it, it, I don't know, you have a a warm, fuzzy feeling. So it was beautiful. Isn't that great? Oh, it's so great. I mean, that's inspiring. It's inspiring to me to think that carefully about my wife. That's very, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any words for her than that was beautiful. Speechless. All right, let's wrap this up. All right. You guys have been listening to Spurgeon Maniacs. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's some, let's, let's, let's give it some biblical, biblical, yeah. biblical application. Hey everyone, this will only take a second of your time to tell you about our conference and a special deal. Our conference is officially official. That means our first annual Spurgeon conference will be held at New City Church, 150 Congress Ave. Bath, Maine on May 26th and 27th. The first night's going to include an opening to the conference, dinner, and a live recording of Spurgeon Maniacs. The next day will be packed with sessions from James Renahan, Jeff Chang, Ed Romine, and our very own Joel Littlefield. We're going to have giveaways, we're going to have lunch, coffee, and wonderful fellowship with the Saints. Those of you listening to this podcast get a special promo code. Go to our link in the show notes to our Eventbrite page and type in the promo code SPURGEPOD. That's S-P-U-R-G-E-P-O-D, and you will get $20 off that ticket price. We hope to see you all there. Now back to the podcast. 
because anybody can do nice things. Mm. Anybody can be a super nice person. And above all things, we, we do it all for Christ, the one who has given us everything. So, uh, one of the best places to go for something like this, once I've selected the right translation I was hoping for Mm. NLT, ASV, NIV. Passion Translation. So what um, we have... <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by Passion Translation. <laughs> if Spurgeon were here today, he... No. Um, so it's tried and true. It's God's word. It's inspired. It's Ephesians 5. Mm. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm. I mean, that's fine in and of itself right there to to wrestle with and to look to it was actually recently that i was reading a book from from uh, doug wilson called federal husband and in it he talks about the just the one word as Mm. as christ loved the church i think many of us look to that and we see husbands love your love your wives because jesus loved the church a lot and there's, there's a command in there to not just love our wives, but how, how, how did Christ love the church? He gives us a standard, right? He gave us mm-hmm. a standard on mm-hmm. how to love. It's not ambiguous. It's not vague. It's not a pithy saying. We are in every way possible, as much as it depends on us through the power of the spirit mm. to love our wives the same way Christ loves his bride. And we see that very, very clearly in this letter, just in, in a small, just a small few number of things, finding things she likes. Yeah. Yeah. Not things he likes, although he did get a barometer. Dude, he (laughs) he splurged for a barometer. (laughs) That is not what I splurged with. That's great. But the things that he knew she would like, even Mm. getting a table for her to be able to use as she's recovering in bed. Um, and then as has need later on, as he puts it, So all of these things he did for her. And then that last line too, some might think it's chauvinist and some might think that it is very un 21st century, but he tells, he tells her that it is all things that I have paid for that I have bought with money that I have earned Mm. because he wants to Lord over his authority. No, because he says right here, it is my ambition to leave nothing for you to be anxious about. Oh, that's love, man. That's love. He's caring for her. He doesn't want to lord over how he wins the money and it's all up to him. Mm. He wants to be able to make sure his wife is anxious about nothing in the house. That's Christ. You can't get more Christ-like than that. Nah, man. Husband. Nope. Look at, listen to 1 Peter 3, 7. Just had one scripture come to mind. Like, this is the ESV. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. And it's just interesting. So I, here it is in the CSB husbands in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way. It says it's similar. Uh, let's see. King James, likewise, you husbands dwell with your wives in an understanding way. Same thing. There's another translation here. It, here we go. In Passion. the same way you married men should live considerately with your wives with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically the weaker. What is that translation? Guessing game. NLT. No. The message. No, no. But realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace, God's unmerited favor of life. 
in order that your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. Otherwise, you cannot pray effectively. Is that the passion? No, <laughs> no, no. It's extra words, extra words, parentheses everywhere, brackets everywhere, ampl- like, amplified. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always it's hard to read because you're like you got to you read especially if you read straight through the brackets. You're just like what what just happened? It's like, our joint heirs of the grace, God's unmerited favor of life. <laughs> Oh, is that? See, yeah, I, that was in I honestly yeah, have yeah, not yeah, read yeah. a ton of the Amplified, so I just was not. It's a. Li- I don't read it very often either. I was just scrolling that through the different confusing. versions. But what the Sorry. the part to hone in on is understanding, mm. right? He understood yeah. her, he knew her. Yep. Well, so what? One thing that stands out to me, and you are you already kind of mentioned it, but it's it's this familiar familiarity. Is that how you say it? Fam- Help me yeah. out. Yeah. Familial, familiarity. Yeah. So let's. I think we're going to spend the rest of our time just talking about this sure, and yeah. apply it because there's a lot, I, all of our, not all of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are going to be married. So most of them um, have some sort of understanding of what marriage should look like, or maybe some want to be married. So what does this, what does this look like? Familiarity with your spouse. Specifically, I do think we should mention husbands because in this case, in this episode, we're talking about Spurgeon's care for Susanna. So how can we be what are some practical things? Like, I, I don't know, maybe you should share something. I'll share something. Like, is this something you've experienced? Like, how, how do you do at this? Are you, are you good at this? Being familiar with your wife's needs, likes, wants, dislikes? I think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. So I know. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Sarah, I think I, it's good, right? <laughs> um, so I know, I know her favorite flowers. I know that that means a lot to her. Mm-hmm. So the whole five love languages, I think is super helpful for, for, um, married couples today, just to be able to know how your wife identifies with affection. Mm. And so that has honestly been super helpful. I can't remember everything in that book, but just that concept of knowing your spouse's love language has been super helpful. I've never read it. No, no. Yeah. I, Do you recommend it? Well, like, I, so I think people should read scripture and, uh, I think there's a lot of, you recommend that I do. Okay. I good. do guys. You should, um, read your Bible, read your Bible, the end. No. Uh, so I can't remember everything in that book, but just that whole test, that whole concept of knowing how, cause the whole purpose of it, it's a book probably doesn't need to be, but the whole purpose of it is these are five common ways people experience and receive affection. So being able to understand how your spouse or not, like we're saying in this instance, how your wife receives affection Mm -hmm. is a good way to do that. Because if you're someone like me who receives affections by words, I love when people tell me, Joshua, I'm so glad that you moved the, this thing over. I can't think of an example. I'm so glad I shoveled. My wife told me she appreciated the fact that I shoveled. And that means so much to me. That's awesome. If I spent the day telling Sarah all the ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I spent the the day telling Sarah verbally all the ways that I just found her affectionate or things around the house, she, she would like it, but she, that's not it. Not her love language. She wants yeah. me to serve. Yeah. That's how she wants me. She wants you as a slave. She does. <laughs> I'm so glad that this is being picked up on and my message is clear. Yes. <clears throat> so like shoveling. Yeah. Like um, doing a chore around the house yeah. that she hates, like doing just, if I can serve her, she is blown away by that. That's mm. it. So knowing how your wife receives affection, my wife does not love surprises. So if I were to come home yeah. at the end of the day, be like, Sarah, 
grab your purse. We're going out to dinner tonight. You told me this once. That's, she would yeah, hate it. I like that. <laughs> she would hate it. That would be the worst. Like, why? No. If you brought home food, that would be great. So. But on the other hand, if you. If I. Said. To your wife. I don't know where you're leading me on this. We're staying home. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So if I randomly just showed up with a pizza from our favorite place, Sheep Scott General Store, if I just showed up with that pizza. Shout out to Sheep Scott. Shout out to Sheep Scott General Store. You have (laughs) the best pizza in the Pittsfield, Whitefield, Chelsea area. Showing up with one of those and saying, Sarah, guess what we're doing tonight? Nothing. Yeah. Blow her mind. So know your, what about you? Know your wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's um, absolutely essential to know mm-hmm. what your spouse um, loves. And even sometimes more importantly, like you already addressed, is dislikes. Um, and to, to just kind of bring it to an application so that anybody that's listening, maybe you really struggle with this because um, in ministry, um, often counseling uh, marriages and um, couples that are struggling, oftentimes it comes down to some some form of communication. Mm. You maybe haven't even talked about it. Yeah. You know, like what is it that do you not do? You, do you enjoy this? Is this something that you like? And maybe you're not good at taking social cues <laughs> or seeing like body language or eyes, you know, facial expression. Um, so, man, one thing: communicate. I get the I get the sense that that. Susanna and Charles, they communicated. They yeah. they knew, and he knew. Like this one line where he picks up the chandelier, and he says, "I got the chandelier for the for the dining room. Found one quite to my taste and yours." Like they knew, he knew that there was a where their common interests were, and he had things that he had specifically picked out just for her that he knew that she would like, and it was from a place of servant, uh, like a servant-hearted nature that that you can just see coming through the words. And so, yeah, of course, I've, I've experienced that as well. Um, I, I, I try to pay attention to the things that, sh- that my wife both likes and, and dislikes. But that has to do with intentionality. And the, the husband, husbands, we have to be intentional. One, we have to see that it's important, prioritize it. And the Christ-like thing to do is to pursue your bride, mm. pursue her. And one way that you pursue your wife, even after marriage, and I'm not talking about while you're trying to figure out if she's going to be your wife and you're trying to win her over and just, you know, pull out all the stops. But race after is you're over. Mar- race is over. It's done. We can just relax now. No, after you're married, um, continue to pursue her. And we have to just die daily for that, don't you think? Because it, it's not going to come easily, naturally, every day. Um, you're going to have to fight for it. You're yeah. going to have to fight to win her heart. I, it seems like, uh, so here's a situation where, where Susanna is, is sick and has just recovered from surgery. sounds like it's going to be a long road of recovery and man, he's just setting her up. He's setting her up and they're relocating, but he's like, he's just seeing all the things in advance, um, able to anticipate. So he had some decorative skills, man. Clearly. What in the world? Oh no. Is there, is there a record after this that she actually came home from surgery and goes, what on earth did my husband do? (laughs) Have you ever, okay, listen, that, that's that's great. Have you ever done this? Have you ever tried to set something up, rearrange the house? Because, um, okay, here's the other thing. You have to know, yeah, right. I have, I have, I have weaknesses. Stop it. That, I don't believe you. <laughs> that, that Callie, she has strengths in the mm-hmm. things. That, and I, I think that's just such a great compliment. Yeah. And knowing what those things are. So I may think this would be a great color 
to paint the bathroom, but I would never do it without her. I wouldn't, I would not, I'd have to, I would have to approve it. I would not buy a chandelier without Callie's, like, it's a very specific thing. I couldn't do that. I, I, and, and Lolo, check this out. This is almost, <laughs> do, you, do you ever go to a, do you ever go to a, uh, like say TJ Maxx or something and you're walking by the jewelry store with your wife yeah. and does she go, see these three? Yeah. Which one do I like? No. She, she's never tested you? No. So she knows. So I worked for a jewelry store. Oh, so that particular right. instance, I'm the one where she'll be like, isn't this pretty? I'm like, no, that's actually hot garbage. <laughs> she does, dude. She that shows is, me Amazon links like, aren't these pretty? I'm like, that's going to break. <laughs> that is pathetic. That is hilarious, man. So, okay. So then you would not be walking by TJ Maxx jewelry then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say. Let's just say I picked the wrong store to talk about jewelry with a jewelry expert. Oh, I forgot you did that. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I won't talk about the quality of jewelry or the quality of a skylight because I know you know that now too. So Bro, step off. Step, <laughs> step off. off. Oh, that's uh, so funny. But what was your, what was the, <laughs> well, the whole point is like, like you, that test, like, yeah, Hey, what test. do I like? What does that tell us that, a woman might even do something like that. Maybe your wife has not done that, but like, uh, I think that it says a testament to something. So I think it shows a history of you not getting it. I think it shows a history of like, of, and not getting it. So I think, wait a minute. Are you, are you, are you rebuking me? Cause I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. (laughs) It's possible. And I didn't get to the answer. Like I have chosen correctly. It's just her wanting to know that I do know her. So she lays out a little a little test and mm-hmm. says, so what, what is my taste? I feel taste? like that's what I was saying. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought I was feeling like a little like, I am a failure. Okay, go ahead. Finish. Proceed. That's not what I was saying. Okay, go <laughs> I ahead. I was straight up going the direction that you that thought I was. That is hilarious, dude. That's I don't exactly know why I, where I was going. <laughs> I think you had a glimmer in your eye of judgment. No, so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was reading your, uh, uh, so you. this is a audio platform for you guys i get to see joel's face and i thought we were leading like so what like what what pitfall does do we fall into if this is the kind of thing that your wife is doing and i'm like i think it should so that's where i was going with it i thought i was reading the room oh man no i think what it shows is that your wife is interested in knowing that you care about her that's genius i just came up with it it hit me it hit me so i figured i would share it that's awesome Thanks for thanks for filling that gap for me. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Moving on. That's probably no. That gets good. Um, this this testimony is an absolute blessing. We're gonna see something in the next episode in the follow up to this uh, a, a amazing uh, testament of Susanna's love for Spurgeon as well. So it goes both ways, um, and I think it should go both ways. There's no excuse for a, a wife to not also know. This isn't just wives. Well, you could just kind of sit back. It doesn't worry. It doesn't matter if you know your husband or not. Mm. It goes both ways yeah. because we're all called to be Christ-like. Yeah. Um, how could this go wrong? Could you see this going wrong in a marriage that so this particular example does not function as one unit? Yeah, something like this. Uh, let's just say, yeah, this example. How could we see this thing going wrong? This exact example. If 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 Spurgeon and right, Spurgeon, I'm gonna try and read your face and read the intent of your question. Spurgeon and Spurgeon. <laughs> Am I? Can you read me? I can. I can All read right. you. If Spurgeon Logic. and and if Charles and Susanna were not united as a functional unit, like what goes wrong here? 
So I think what could go wrong here is Charles being so hot-headed in his own mind that he thinks he's doing all these wonderful things, but they're all just stuff he wants. Um, so he's like, oh, man, I got you the – I got you the um, – the bureau that you wanted. Yeah. I got you all these. And she's like, this is where, who did you think you were buying this for? <laughs> Do you know me at all? Sometimes I don't think, I don't think you know food exactly. at all. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's the exact next step I'd go to. And then she comes in all like, who, what, what in the world? And then it starts a fight. I mean, um, who's your favorite iron chef? I don't think I have one. <laughs> I, Sarah would tell you, you do know what I'm doing right now. I have, I have no, oh no, are you quoting The Office? <laughs> are you serious? Oh, uh, so that's why he says, that's when he says, sometimes I don't think you even know food at all. <laughs> I do know that. You know now. what I'm talking about, man? All right. So Spurgeon so, Maniacs will be looking for a new co-host for Joel Littlefield <laughs> as Josh has fallen away in misery. The, the live, uh, The Office barometer. Spurgeon barometer. Uh, it just <laughs> dropped as you were talking. <laughs> you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the office. My wife is. I can hear her right now in the future because she's not listening right now. But I can feel her screaming at me. I know. I know it. Extra credit, like, Joshua. Why, Joshua? Because she calls me Joshua. She's the only person I know that calls me Joshua. So that's but a good she's point. Screaming at me. That that is something. Yeah, you. That's an excellent point. So what? Mm, like. Mm. 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 <laughs> I could just, <laughs> I could just feel the conviction <laughs> of the Holy Spirit just washing mm. over men that are listening, just going, yeah, mm. thanks for that, Josh and Joel. Yeah. Um, no, like really, so you mentioned, um, so it's, that's selfishness, right? It's a yeah. selfish, selfish ambition. Scripture's um, very much opposed to that. It's not Christ-like. So that's one thing. Can yep. you think of another thing? Can we let's like collective let's brainstorm. I can think of well, just the whole fact of one person, like one person being compassionate in that instance mm -hmm. could change everything. Mm. So receiving, so not receiving someone's failure well, yeah, is a way that. So say, turns out she absolutely hated all of it. Yeah. And not saying you have to accept everybody's mistakes and failures, but not using that as an opportunity to braid someone, but yeah. then using that as an example to see the care that maybe your husband actually did have. He's not so self-centered. Yeah. It's just not his strong suit. Yeah. So not, not being able to take someone else's mistakes well yeah. could be a, an area where this whole thing blows up. That's awesome. Even just those two things alone, I think are the, at a root, they are, they cause a lot of, um, issues in marriage. So here's, here's a way to really think about some application. So if you're listening to this, this, I hope this encourages you, first of all, to just kind of think through Susanna and Spurgeon and some of the, this, an actual scenario, but one husband and wife, both, um, you need patience, Christ-like patience with each other. You're not against each other. You need to communicate one. So begin to pursue each other and know each other's likes and dislikes. And if you're constantly coming up a against a brick wall you cannot please the other person everything the other person does it's wrong and then there's like this air of accusation mm, that's yeah. unhealthy in a marriage absolutely yeah. unhealthy so yeah so what he picked the wrong bureau at least he paid for it himself you know he's what does that mean he's working mm. he's he's working hard by the way i love the fact that he paid for all this with his pen 
That's just, that's amazing. Like he, he's writing for God's glory, selling. Yeah, I mean the 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 sermons that they distributed were not sold at a high high price, just to like pay for redistribution. But he was writing books and other things, and awesome. How awesome is that, man? I think it's cool. It's very cool. Um, but so the the bright side of that is the, is he's working hard. Um, yeah. Anything else that you can just like? Let's just give a maybe one more pointed thing to encourage a husband and wife based on what we're just kind of looking at here. What would we say? Give some good counsel. Just to put you on the spot. You yeah, know. sure. No, absolutely. If anything, just harping on solid communication. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, it's everything that you just said, but from personal experience, different difficulties in Sarah and I's life could all be boiled down to just not communicating well with one another. Yeah. Um, being on the same page and which communicating well doesn't mean saying to speak my truth. Exactly. Uh, and then just going through, but communicating intentions, communicating your likes ahead of time, not putting, so not throwing you into like spot, like what Callie does is wrong, but not constantly putting people under a test sure. and seeing if they match measure Which up. She doesn't. Right. Exactly. I love your you. wife is an amazing person. <laughs> She's, she is great. So I do not Shout see out. that at all, but that kind of thing. So it's not For constantly sure. putting people up to the test, but letting them know, be like, Hey, did you, you see something? Did you know that this is something I really enjoy? I, I didn't know that, but I appreciate that you would tell me that. So mm. communicating, Amen. your wife is worth it. Guys, you just because we speak fewer words in a day doesn't mean that that's the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> Use your words carefully and educate your wife. Give mm. her, give her what she needs to love you well. Don't make it hard. Like, don't, don't make your wife strive and work and suffer and be like, well, if she loves me, she'll put in the work. No, mm. <laughs> don't put a burden, an unnecessary burden on your wife because you don't know how to speak well. Speak well. Learn how to speak well. Talk to your pastor. Hey, pastor, I think I need to speak better with my wife. How do I do this? Like, do take charge, guys. Be men of courage. Be men of communication. Be Amen. men that pursue. Well, awesome, man. That. I hope, I hope, first of all, if you are, because we're men, right? So we're men. We're talking primarily, we're going to, I hope men are listening to this. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, listen, take this to heart. Um, here's a couple of scriptures that just comes to mind uh, about communication, um, speech, what comes out of your mouth. James 1, 9, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Amen. So that, that alone, apply that principle to your life and marriage every day and you will see fruit begin. You'll see healing one because you're being slow to speak and you're listening better. So you'll see healing in those areas. Ephesians four twenty nine. let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm. And then lastly, great proverb proverbs proverbs 15 one a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger so there's so much here that it comes down to self-control understanding patience all of that and we see that in charles and and susanna they weren't without fault or flaw we know this we're seeing a little snapshot right. so you could say you could say oh yeah well this is what we know that they must have fought right well maybe yeah they're human but um, we have record of these two ending life well and married. They went to their death, mm. serving each other and serving Christ. 
That's so, so awesome. That's what we want to see. So praise God. What a what an awesome story. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks for yeah, putting this together. It was a good that was a good lesson. That was my, a good uh my pleasure, good my treasure. My pleasure, my treasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we should end podcast that way now. <laughs> my pleasure, my treasure. <laughs> Wait, so I'm your treasure? Uh no, more like a figurative treasure. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Treasuring Christ together. Yeah. There we Nobody's go. Nobody's ever said that before. I just can we trademark that? We we better. We have the we have the ability because we haven't released this podcast episode. Although they're hearing it, so they think we have, but we've already put in the work. You do know what that's from, right? Stop it. Are you serious? Stop it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, it's not from the office because they, oh, okay. they would oh. not have said treasure in Christ together. But treasure in Christ together is like the slogan of desiring God. No. Yes, it is. That's uh, Or Bethlehem Baptist is one or the other. But treasuring Christ Bethlehem. together is like the mission. That's Bethlehem Baptist. Of Bethlehem it's Baptist. Be. Yeah, there we okay. go. Why? What's the slogan of desire God? Desire God? Yes. <laughs> no. It's... um. The ah oh, the glory oh man we are God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Are are you sure that's their official slogan? It is. That's that's okay, what so the, made oh, John Piper famous. Dude, treasuring Christ together is their church planting network. Oh, it's there the you treasuring go. Christ together network. Which in fact, I actually uh, a brother up in yeah, I just met somebody who went to their their network conference. Anyway, nice. yeah, kind of cool. Okay, so we agree. I'm right. Can I be a part of that network? Can I be? That a would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be cool. We got. Sorry, a- Nate. We're leaving Pillar. I love Pillar Network too. <laughs> we're gonna have. Yeah, we're gonna have Nate on. You think he would? You think he would come on? I think he would. Yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah. Ask and right. you shall receive. Yeah. He's Take- probably listening right now because he's obviously. It is very <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Mm, we. So. I think we're that influential. Anyways. Take us home, brother. Awesome. Here we go. It's not actually scripted. <laughs> Sorry, that wow. felt so uncomfortable. The, the, <laughs> that was my face is instantly turning red. Next week, All we're right. talking about sober mindedness. Yeah, and why Josh doesn't have it. <laughs> awesome. No, but really, thanks, guys. Um, again, for those reviews, thank you. Please continue to do that on your favorite podcast app. Give us that five star. Share it with friends because that's how people are going to know about this. That's how we're going to spread this appreciation for Spurgeon and how it impacts us through scripture. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook. We have that public page, Spurgeon Maniacs. Also, you can find us on our private Facebook page, which is also called Spurgeon Maniacs. That's where you and I can all interact with each other, sharing different appreciations for Spurgeon as well. Make sure you're up to date on that conference. If you haven't signed up, sign up because tickets will be limited there's only a certain amount of them and there's going to be awesome people there as well as our live episode that we'll be, we'll be recording awesome. so yeah, yeah guys come be a part of that we're very much looking forward to it looking forward to meeting you guys and until next time bye see you later <laughs>